0: hello hello welcome back to another week another episode of mama kinda knows best thank you so much for tuning in again this week i hope that everyone's out there surviving these disgusting weather changes and i say disgusting because you know i so badly i was so ready to record this episode but i sounded like morgan freeman over the weekend so it just it wasn't happening (laughs) um i'm doing a lot better now, but yeah. <laughs> um, so this past weekend it was Easter of course, so on Friday, it was Good Friday and uh the daycare was closed and my best friends uh kids were getting out of school earlier that day. But, you know, we decided that we were going to take our youngest kids on a play date and it was actually a lot of fun you know me and my best friend we talk daily but we don't hang out very often because our schedules are so different so it was awesome to finally get to see her and take the babies out I want to actually take a moment to talk about her because she's had such a positive impact on my life I met my best friend a little over three years ago at work yeah and it wasn't for a few months that we actually became friends. Like, I think I started in May of that year, and then we actually became friends in December. And little little did I know that uh, my best friend at the time was about to lose me. Yeah, I, I didn't lose a best friend. They lost me. And we had been friends for over a decade, but I was just missing a lot of what, is, what are now obvious signs and figured out that she secretly envied me. And that... That was just all too much. So I immediately cut all ties to that person and I haven't reached out since. And to this day, I am good with that. Back to my current and forever best friend. In the first year and a half of our friendship, we did so much. And that, I really mean that. Like, we did so much. I remember the first time that we hung out was uh, just at, like, Waffle House after work. It was, like, during the day, too. This wasn't, like, drunk Waffle House adventure. Yeah, you know, just one day we were like, oh, it's we should go get something to eat. So yeah, we did that. And it's so funny because it was crazy to see that turn into going to the exact same waffle house multiple times when we were supposed to be going to the gym after work cuz we would always work at up until like 10 p.m. or something like that. And then we did a lot of times go to the gym after work, but there were also other times where we were supposed to go and the Waffle House was right next to the gym so it ended up being a Waffle House night um we also had many downtown adventures and I've really never been a person to go out I I never did that I was 20 at the time and I didn't like go out drinking or anything like that of course but you know we started doing that with like our work friends we would hang out and go play pool, stuff like that. It was really cool. And we would go to the beach. Uh, She went on my 21st birthday trip with a couple of other people in the Smoky Mountains. And that was, oh, that was such a good time. I will never forget that. Well, actually, I forgot most of it because I was... man... (laughs) I was not okay. Um, And then we also saw one of our favorite bands in Asheville the next year. And I'm telling you, the list just goes on and on. We did so much stuff together, and I thought that was so important. Because I was finding out, you know, I'm learning more about her, but I was also learning a lot about myself at that time. And, you know, rather than just the things we did together, she's always been so supportive, and she's always provided constructive criticism where she's felt it's been appropriate with me. Um, And I think that's really important in a friend. You don't want someone that... You know, communication is really important. And you don't need a friend that's just going to tell you all the time, Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Like, you should be able to have... A safe space or brave space. To be able to, you know, call your friends out sometimes. Call them out on their shit. (laughs) I think that's a very important component of friendship. Um, And... I don't know, like, that was just, I met her at a very, I wouldn't say hard time in my life, like, I was definitely transitioning through a lot of things, I had a lot going on, and it's just been nice to, like, have her with me through all of that, we've, like, cried together more times than I can count, like, even in, excuse me, even in the store, like, one time, at one point, we were both able to work overtime, because we were on a management team together, and we were able to work overtime and you know money was super important at that time like we both really needed money and then at one point they told us we couldn't have overtime anymore and we were like only 40 hours a week and that was a really big deal because you know that working overtime even just a couple of hours makes a really big difference on your paycheck like this was we didn't know what we were gonna do so we were just sitting back there crying together (laughs) and that's just you know where we're at and just over all this time, like, we've we've just built each other up, and we've discussed, you know, futures and what our goals are, and just everything real, and that is so important. You know, your friends should never be jealous of you and what you have at any point, even just jokingly. Like, really watch for that kind of stuff, because a lot of times, the jokes aren't jokes, as I found out. And it's important to have friends that contribute to the friendship as much as you do. It's okay to be a giving person But don't let people just take and take and take without giving you anything back. If you find their support and effort to be one-sided in a friendship, then maybe it's time to reevaluate the situation. If you're always there for them when they need you, but they're never there for, you know, for you when you need them, like, definitely take a moment to reevaluate the situation. Like, say something. Don't just let it go and keep suffering on your end, because who knows, maybe there is some valid reason that things are the way they are and hopefully you can work that out but on the flip side if you address your concerns to them and they lash out at you or they're in complete denial and they just end up blaming you like whatever this is like you get a completely negative reaction you tell them that you're not interested in continuing the friendship and once the friendship is over just do not reach out you know it's never really easy to cut ties with anyone especially with friendships that's it's really hard like I'd say you know like friendships and relationships like as far as cutting off people it's it's hard in either scenario but you know remember why you ended the friendship you just have to remember how you felt, and whether or not that was that friendship was beneficial for you. And life is just short, so don't spend it suffering because you have a good heart. But also, be the friend that you want. Reach out and be supportive. Like, you have to be able to give whatever it is that you want back. And I know it may sound odd, but that's something that we should all teach our kids. We need to promote healthy relationships, and that isn't just romantic. That's also friendships, and I feel like that can start early on if you were a kid that didn't share when you were younger, you are probably now the toxic one-sided friend that take, take, you know, I don't know. I just, maybe that's not a hundred percent true, but there's definitely some kind of connection there. And so uh, this past Friday we went to the aquarium and on the second floor, they have a little play area for babies and toddlers. I guess once COVID, came and did its thing like they took away a lot of the stuff that you could climb up on because there were like turtles and stuff that the kids can climb on they took that away so it's just a really big carpeted space and there's still some like little uh sensory things on the wall but there's also this uh steering wheel for a ship that makes noise so you know ideally the kids stand at the steering wheel and they can turn it and it's like they're driving a boat so i would say for 15 to 20 minutes on and off like just both of our kids went at it and it's a very loose item so having two kids on it at the same time is not very ideal when one of them can't stand that would be my son um and you know not not just like you know not stand but can't stand unsupported for very long he needs to like hold on to something for now and my son is nine months, so he just wants to touch everything and doesn't quite understand taking turns yet. So from time to time, I would just pull him away from the wheel and have him do something else so my friend's daughter could have her turn. And she's uh, mm, she's about eight months older than him. So it was really interesting to see her level of understanding just regarding that situation right there. You know, she would see him on the wheel and for the most part, she would hesitate to touch it. Like, she, you know, like, sometimes she would still, like, touch it while he's on it, but, you know, for the most part, she just kind of hung back while he was holding on to it. So, while maybe she doesn't understand 100% what the purpose of that was, her comprehension a year from now, even six months from now, will be so much different. She's really going to understand soon from just little interactions like that, and I think that's why it's really important for us to promote those kind of friendships or just, like, traits, like, just, you can't have, especially with kids, like, (laughs) oh, I've worked in childcare before, um, I've, like, volunteered with kids, like, so much, like, a lot in my life, and demanding kids that don't know how to share, it's really, really difficult, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's kids that are just only kids, and they, they only have, Well, I mean, I guess it's just them. They don't have their, like, siblings or anything. But at the same time, that's why play dates and stuff like that are really important. Because they're learning how to interact with other kids. They they need that. They need to be able to play with other people. And, you know, I just... I don't know. Kids just realize... I mean, they understand things a lot sooner than we realize that they do. And I remember at the age of uh, eight months... I was told that my son would start paying attention to behaviors more. So it's very important for me to be a role model for him. Like he's so impressionable. I, well, one of his favorite things to do for some reason is to, and it's, uh, it's actually one of those, I think it's a gross motor skill. I can't remember if it was fine or gross, but it, one of the things is like being able to hold a small item or toy in each hand. And so he does that definitely, like, you know, with Easter, like, we had those little plastic eggs, so (laughs) I let him play with those, and he had a ball, like, he would just hold them, take one in each hand, and just, like, slap them together, just, like, clapping kind of, but just clacking the toys together, and that's just one of the things that he does. So it's funny, I'll, you know, I kind of do those things with him, I try to stay on track with what he's supposed to be able to do developmentally at that age and so like the other night I had a book in my hand and he was he was just crawling away from me and he was trying to get up on something that he shouldn't and I had a book in my hand and I was like hey look and he looked and he was interested because I had a book in my hand that's cool but then I grabbed that second book and I just started clapping the books together and he just stopped what he was doing and he crawled so fast over to me and then he takes the books well I kind of hand them to him I didn't you know whatever i hand them to him and so he grabs one book he grabs the other and just immediately starts doing the same thing so he's able to mimic the things that i do and that's kind of scary that's kind of scary and that's why they say that you need to pay attention to what how you are around your kids and how you're acting because i didn't know at 8 months of age that's where that started that's actually pretty crazy if you think about it but that's just the way that kids are so like I said, babies in daycare. Well, both kids are. So that means that they get to interact with kids around their ages daily. Um, baby's best friend at daycare is actually three days younger than him. You know, it's so funny because I'll always go in there and, and I'll hear that they're partners in crime or they just stayed up from a nap together or something like that. And, you know, I'm really grateful that he does have... Um, that baby to play with because they're so close in age and clearly they're really drawn to each other and I think that's so adorable and you know what like that's a great experience that he gets to interact with kids his age but it doesn't even stop there you know even at home when the boys play together me and their dad are really good um, about talking to them about sharing they're roughly three years apart so it's a different ballpark My youngest son just wants to be doing whatever his big brother is doing, period. And that's how it happens a lot of times, obviously. He wants to be right next to him all the time, and they play, you know, okay together. Yep, I'm good with that. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes baby is just being a little too touchy for his brother's liking. And we do the same thing and just try to get him doing something else so his brother can play with his toys and do his own thing. But it's it's two-sided, you know? You have to teach both kids how to share and introduce boundaries with them, even with an age difference as, quote, big as that. And that can look really different. You know, we physically pull baby away and try to get him going with something else, but for the toddler, we actually talk to him. We talk to both of them, but clearly our toddler will comprehend our words better. You know, we use real words. We, I, you know, I do baby talk more. You know what? no 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 his dad definitely does it a lot his dad does it but um you know we do value like actually using real words with him and still you know not talking to him like you know he's not gonna understand for a while but we still talk to him like we say the same things to them so for instance and this is mainly with a toddler one of the things we say is you know your brother's playing with that first can you give it back to him if he takes something from him of course or even giving him a choice in a different scenario to avoid any conflict like you know before they even start playing together asking him things like what can your little brother play with and then he'll usually give him a toy that he can play with and a lot of times they are toys that were bought for him but our baby isn't always interested in his toys because again he just wants to do what his brother's doing baby has more of like the toys that make noises and they're really colorful and just bulky baby toys you know but his brother has things like you know little dinosaurs and cars and things like that and baby's really interested in that so he'll give him like one of the little cars or something like that and that it works it keeps him preoccupied and I think that well my hope is that this is something that will start to come to him naturally Um, And, you know, I know that he kind of understands the concept now that, you know, if you share, if you just go ahead and give your brother something to play with, then you can just, you can play independently and he won't really try to get at whatever you have. So, you know, now instead of us having to ask him, I think that, and he's really smart, like, I think that he's going to get into the habit of just giving him something because he's going to be able, he's going to know that he can play by himself. And, you know it's definitely going to take some time for that to kick in so you know we're not going to rush it we're just going to keep enforcing it stay consistent with that and i feel that my partner and i are very consistent in creating boundaries for the kids especially when they play together you know just in general but also when they play together we stay consistent and it will definitely like i said take some time in repeating ourselves for it to stick but i'm confident as you know They get older, they'll retain this information and be able to practice the same behaviors in school and when playing with friends. So, that's my spiel on that. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I have very high hopes and I'm very confident that our kids are gonna do great, so... (laughs) Um, Today was definitely a shorter episode, but as always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Remember that I am on Instagram, Anchor, and Spotify as Mama Kinda Knows Best. I hope you have an outstanding week, and we will meet again next week.